Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecott, 3 and Out Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Even though if you're listening to this, it's probably Wednesday. Uh, love Thanksgiving. Love turkey. Love stuffing. Love mashed potatoes. Love it all. <laughs> I plan on eating a lot of food. Uh, hope everyone's doing good. Uh, this podcast is basically just a gambling podcast with Stucky. Uh, had him on, talked about the games on Thursday. We hit on the Michigan-Ohio State game. We also hit on a couple games on Sunday. Uh, I thought I'd give, I'll do about five minutes on what happened Monday, and then we'll just dive right into Stucky. So, 3 Now Podcast, make sure you subscribe. If you listen on Collins' feed, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire in those DMs. Greatly appreciate everyone that has. And uh, should have a mailbag out on Sunday, and we'll get back rocking to a normal schedule post-Thanksgiving. Uh, I think what we witnessed on Monday is, and I got really frustrated a couple weeks ago with Kyle when they played the Chargers, of you now have an all-star team. McCaffrey said a couple weeks ago that he got in the huddle, and he looked around, and he thought he was in the Pro Bowl. He sees Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, Brandon Ayuk is a Pro Bowl-level player. So the 49ers, and listen, I I love establishing a physical identity, and Kyle has brought that because he loves running the football. He loves slamming it down your throat. It's a big reason they beat the Cowboys and they beat the Packers last year, two road games as big underdogs. And it's a reason that a couple years ago that they went to the Super Bowl. So I'm not anti-running the ball. But I also think because of the rules... And you're not playing with Zach Wilson. Jimmy Garoppolo is a capable player. You can spread it out, and you don't have to throw go routes. It's not like you're playing with Randy Moss. Run little slants. (laughs) Run quick outs. Get the ball to Debo. Get the ball to Kittle. Get the ball to Ayuk. And get the ball to Christian McCaffrey. And they can't stop you. 
Most teams in the history of good defenses may have two good corners. The majority of teams in the NFL have one good corner. Hell, the Eagles are somewhat outliers. They got two pretty good starting corners. But the 49ers are absolutely loaded with offensive skill guys. And they have a really physical good defense. So if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play solid and Kyle is willing to just throw the ball a little more, they're going to be very, very tough to beat. They really are. And the reason they play in so many tight games, I would say this year and last year, is Kyle's unwillingness sometimes to let Jimmy throw the ball. And I understand he can make you a little nervous, but if you just trust him, which Kyle did last night, he destroyed. Now, I understand they're beat up. And the Arizona Cardinals, it's like, you know, they were they were a wounded animal, right? Sometimes the Lions chase that healthy zebra and they, they expend all that energy or the gazelle and they don't catch it and they're exhausted. And sometimes they look and there's just a wounded zebra or, or a water buffalo with a broken leg. And they go, you know what? We're just going to go kill this thing that's really easy. And that's what the 49ers did. They, they got a team that was in shambles and they beat the living shit out of them. But that's what they should do because they're absolutely loaded with talent. And here's the pressure on the 49ers. They, they have the same record right now as Seattle. They're technically in first place because they beat Seattle earlier in the season. Under no circumstances. And what Pete and John have done in Seattle is, is awesome. It's, it's an all-time FU season. Because everyone in the media, most fans, were all guilty. Thought they were going to suck and Russell Wilson was going to kill it. And it's been the opposite. But they're doing it with a lot of young rookie players in Geno Smith. There is a tangible pressure on Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers to win this division. They have star players. They have a much better roster than Seattle. So right now, after 10 games, they're both tied. Both six and four. Kyle Shanahan has to win this division. He has the better team. He has the more potent high-end players. There, there is just no excuse. And if Seattle makes the, the playoffs as a wild card, which they probably should get to nine or 10 wins, it's an incredible season. But if somehow Seattle wins the division and Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers win a wild card, that's a major disappointment. Because Seattle's high end is not the 49ers' high end. Hell, the 49ers' B game should be much better than Seattle's B game. We actually saw the 49ers play Seattle. And they beat the living crap out of them. So, I don't feel like... <laughs> I wouldn't put my life savings on it. Because I trust Pete Carroll and Kyle and the 49ers can be somewhat of a roller coaster ride. But I think, as we saw last night, that the 49ers have absolutely no excuse not to win this division. And what once was the best division in football, I mean, last year they got three teams in the, uh, in the playoffs. They, they had the two teams in the NFC Championship game earlier in the decade, you know, when the Seattle was humming and the Harbaugh was humming and Bruce Arians got there. This division has been potent. Right now, it's not. Uh, the LA Rams are in shambles. I, who knows if they're going to win again? Who knows? I mean, I don't know what Matt Stafford is playing for. He's got $300 million in the bank, like all these concussions, elbow injuries. Like, bro, you want a Super Bowl? Right off into the sunset. The Rams are screwed. And the Arizona Cardinals are also screwed. Both those two teams, and I don't blame the, the LA Rams at all for giving Matt Stafford an extension. Like, it's what you do. He's you threw 45 touchdowns. You won the Super Bowl. I, I get it. But it backfired. Sometimes you make a calculated risk that makes a lot of sense. And a year later, you're like, yeah, I kind of regret that. We talked about the moment the Cardinals gave uh, Kyler the extension. It made no sense. Absolutely none to anyone except Kyler, Kyler's family, and Kyler's agent. It did not make sense for the Cardinals. 
It did not make sense to any team around the league. It was a ultimate head-scratcher. It's already blown up in their face. If you watch Hard Knocks, you go, yeah, wouldn't want this guy leading my team. But there's another element to Kyler. He hasn't played in the league that long, yet he's always hurt. He was hurt last year. Colt McCoy had to play. He's missing games again this year. So, as we saw when he was on the field, wasn't playing as well as we once thought he was going to become. And now he's injury prone, and he's not Mr. Leader, and now you're tied to him for $45 million a year for the next several years? Cardinals are, I mean, are just royally screwed. And they do have some high-end players. Hopkins is a stud. When Hollywood Brown's around, he's pretty good. James Conner, like that guy. Zach Ertz got, had a major season ender. He's really good. Buda Baker could play for my team any day of the week and, every, and twice on Sundays. Love that guy. He's one of my favorite players in the league. But they're not going to win many games, man. I mean, they, they are just a... Uh, they're wounded. Uh, even when healthy, we don't really trust the quarterback. And listen, Cliff Kingsbury, if you watch Hard Knocks, good guy. I, I've said it for a long time. I, I have no... Whenever I'm hard on these coaches, I don't know them personally. I mean, most of them. Like, I don't know Brandon Staley or Sark. I just don't think they're good at their job. I, I can separate. Like, they're probably a good guy, good father, good person. You know, well-liked by their friends. Would not want them coaching my team. Same thing with Cliff Kingsbury. He is just, last year, do you know what it turns out? Was an outlier season. Check his resume at Texas Tech. Then now check his resume with the Cardinals. He loses a lot. You can get, well, he's Texas Tech. Yeah, I saw Mike Leach at Texas Tech. Won a lot more than him. So this notion that like last year was the start of something, no, it turned out, you know, being successful in any industry is not about having one good year. Anyone can turn a hundred grand into a bull market and take a hundred grand and turn it into 500 if you hit a couple of the right stocks, right? Any coach if you just catch lightning in a bottle, can win 9, 10 games, make the playoffs one season. Can In five years, how many times you make the playoffs? What's your team look like year in, year out? How do you sustain success? That's the hardest thing to do in life is every single year, be consistent and be successful. It's difficult, right? It's why in the NFL, only a small percentage of coaches and a small percentage of quarterbacks win every single year. Most guys do not. Most guys get fired. Most guys get replaced. It's hard. You know, it's not like Cliff is not a high-level guy, a smart guy, understands offense. He's just not very good at his job when it comes to being a head coach. Might probably be a good offensive coordinator. Hell, was once upon a time with Johnny Manziel, Mike Evans with Texas A&M, and they were fun. They were cool. There's nothing wrong with being a number two in the NFL, right? There just isn't. It pays seven figures. Most industries do not. And I think we're seeing it with the Arizona. Like, they're just historically a pretty bad organization. They made a horrendous move to extend the quarterback. And you could even argue, like, extending the coach. And now it's backfired. And now they feel like they're up Shit's Creek and they don't have a paddle. Where are they going to go? I'll tell you. Nowhere. Back at it again. With uh, my man Stucky's hot, 22-16-1, uh, and we're coming down the home stretch. This is what Brian Ke- Kelly say, October is for pretenders, November is for contenders. You just push it back a month in the NFL, so it's December, big month coming up, starting Turkey Day. 
Uh, now, once Stucky, once we get to this time of year, we start getting some of the Saturday games. You just kind of got to have your head on a swivel. You never know when these games are going to be. So we got some three Thursday night games. We got a slate of Sunday games. We got Monday night football. We got a big Saturday. I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, I might have to ask you about. But uh, you can find Stucky, Action Network Podcast. You can find him on uh, Big Bets on Campus as well. Go subscribe. Follow him on Twitter. He's always tweeting. Um, this game, I- I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited. You know, I- I'd say for the last a long time, the Lions take a lot of shit, right? They just, th- this is their Super Bowl, the Turkey the- the Day game. Are they that good? No, but they are an entertaining watch. They have some good young players. I, I don't know if Jamison Williams is actually going to play. I know he practiced a couple days ago. Uh, the Bills, I haven't. The Bills did not go back to Buffalo, right? They just stayed in Detroit. No, they went back to Buffalo. <clears throat> they wanted to get that's a little weird. Their beds for a couple of nights. Yeah, it was a uh, tumultuous week. They like a lot of the guys on the team basically sat from Wednesday to Saturday, didn't practice. Were stuck in their house and then flew to Detroit and then flew back so they could sleep in their beds, uh, which I thought was odd. Why not just stay there? I agree. I mean, uh, this girl that I worked with at Fresno State is married to Ryan Wendell. He used to be an offensive lineman. He's the guy that next to Brian Dayball and now Ken Dorsey with the big beard. And yeah. they couldn't get their cars out. So on Instagram, she posted this picture. He was walking to work in the snow. That was the only way he could get on Saturday to the plane. And a lot of players, obviously, the Bills tweeted out. So it's they have had a, a fucked up time. Now, they took care of business Sunday. But you saw that speech, Dan Campbell. They're kind of feeling themselves right now. To me, this is I. I think this line, and I understand when the Bills are on, they they could blow the sh- destroy the Lions, but that's a lot of points given how the Lions are playing. I I, I I'm going to hammer the Lions in this game. Yeah, I think it's Lions or nothing here. I mean, the Bills historically, without over the past couple of years, when they win, they win by double digits. Um, but that's not been the case of late because I, you know there's a, there's a couple things going on with the Bills right now. One, Allen definitely isn't fully healthy with his elbow. And what I think is happening, like it's a pain management thing. I'm assuming he's getting a shot and like maybe an hour before the game. And then, you know, eventually it, it kicks in. But last week, so which is why like they've, he's had some really slow starts at, since the injury. Last week, they didn't get a first down until like midway through the second quarter. Um, they couldn't do anything against a bad Browns defense. And then finally they kind of turned it on. So that that would be could be huge, right? You, still, you basically have a quarter where your offense does nothing. So we'll see if he changes up the timing there. But more importantly, it's the the defense. The Bills defense right now is just banged up. I mean, I don't know when Trey White's coming back, but you know, Edmonds has been hurt. Uh, you know, then they're missing a lot of their edge rushers. Uh Russo is out, Epineza got hurt. And just the, and their entire secondary, right? I mean, you already lost Micah Hyde. Elam, your rookie corner, is out. So it's not the same defense that we knew early in the year where they were just getting a ton of pressure. They had all kinds of edge guys. Now it's just like, who can you really count on besides Von Miller? Now you're going up against a really good offensive line. And then there's just holes on the back end. I mean, they made Zach Wilson look like kind of competent in their game against the Jets, which is really hard to do <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Brissett threw for 300. I mean, the, the Browns had 400 yards last week. They just turned it over once. They didn't get a fourth down once. They, they kept trying to sneak it behind their backup center two plays in a row. So, yeah, this isn't the same Bills defense. And with the uncertainty around Allen's elbow, 
like okay does he take a hit too later in the game and then it starts to hurt again um does he have another slow start yeah I think it's lines or nothing the lines offense has been very good all year when they've been healthy right when you have you know I don't know if Swift's 100 healthy but more, most importantly St. Brown and that offensive line so yeah I think that the lines will be feist here and then when you're catching double digits in the NFL there's always a chance for a backdoor yeah and the lines are the king of, and they can they can so, yeah. sc- they can score points you know yep yeah, especially against this D. It's just not the same pass rush. And they'll be fine, assuming they get fully healthy by the by the playoffs. You got to get Russo back at Beneza. You got to have, you know, all of your linebackers and then Trey White and your corner. Like it's just uh, a, a mash unit right now. So yeah, I think it's lines or nothing. And think how good Dan Campbell feels every time he checks the standings and sees the Rams, you know, sinking like a rock. I mean, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's that might be a top five pick. Okay. Giants came back to Earth. Uh, but you know, sometimes when I look at these Thursday games, it's like, well, who was, you know, the traveling team, but they just played at home. The Cowboys pretty long flight from Minnesota, right? I mean, that's not, you just a, a 45 minute flight. And I just saw on, on Twitter, McCarthy said they're dealing with guys are sick, you know? So this is, you know, short week. They just beat the shit out of them, but it's Thanksgiving. Remember last year, pretty heavy favorites Raiders. got beat by the Raiders who were rich and, you know, Basaccia and a bunch of dudes in jail and guys injured. <laughs> so you, you never know with these Cowboys. Now, that being said, obviously the Cowboys, if they both just play a B game, the Cowboys should win. But the, the line's pretty big for a team, you know, give the Giants some credit, obviously, this season. They 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 keep games close. Uh, I guess I would go with the Giants. I, I don't have a great feel for this just because I don't totally trust the Cowboys in this spot. Yeah, my pr- the problem here is, look, I mean, the Giants were, if you look at their defense right now, um, I mean, their defense hasn't been that good all year. It's, you know, schematically, they've been able to cover up some things. But it, the, the scariest part to me is, I mean, look, the, the Lions kind of ripped them apart last week. The scarier aspect is two weeks ago, they gave up, I think, close to 400 yards to the Texans, who, you know, I went three and one on the show last week. We should count that as 0 and 4 because I bet the Texans last week. They had five yards five yards in the first half um but they averaged like six and a half yards per, yeah six and a half yards per play well at least there was more yards than the jets had in the second half i think i saw the jets average 2.4 inches per play in the second <laughs> half um so yeah but the problem with the giants now is they're your or dory jackson has been one of the best corners in the nfl he's out a month their other corner starting corner on the outside fabian morrow he might not play you're already missing xavier mckinney your safety to a uh cobble hand accident. injury <laughs> yeah and like so you might be down to like nick mcleod uh you already lost aaron robinson who was starting outside corner early in the year nick mcleod and like a rookie cordell flot on the outside that's that's really scary and then on the other side of the ball it's like okay, no receivers yeah they're, look they're wanda robinson is and shepherd are on ir it, they're counting on Richie James to play slot. He's hurt. Your center Feliciano got hurt on Sunday. Your right tackle Neil didn't play. He's questionable. His backup got hurt last week. The left guard they started last week. They benched Bellinger. Their tight end. I don't think is going to play. Like you're you're counting on Kenny Galladay to, and like Isaiah Hodgins this week. Um, so you're just going to have to be a heavy dose of Saquon and, and Daniel Jones making plays with his legs. Jones has been great in this spot on the road. I think he's 10-0 and 0 against the spread as a dog of under nine nine points uh, on the road. 
but I just they're they are so beat up. Um, but it's a lot of points in a divisional game. But I just can't back this team right now just because of all of the injuries. I have no idea who's going to play. And uh, especially at cornerback, it's going to be really tough for the Giants. I, I'm telling you, bro, I, you know, Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles, the, the G-Men, I, I have nothing. They could lose out, and I'd tip my hat yep. to Brian Dayball, but it's losing yep. out is on the table, right? When you factor in injuries, when you factor in just running out of gas, when you factor in all the one-score close games they've yep. won, I mean, it's... And now just their schedule. It's like, I'm not, I mean, the commanders are dramatically better than them right now. Obviously, the Eagles are. I mean, the Colts, that that game feels like a 13-10 final score, but that's, you know, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. Agreed. Uh, And last but not least, I mean, this, this game is actually pretty big. Um, You know, New England, it's weird. Like, are they good? You know, they're good because I trust Bill Belichick. Defense is going to be solid. They're going to stay in games. But their offense, I mean, it's like I, I, I'm not a Mac Jones guy. I think it's going to be very difficult to win 10 games when you just struggle to score points. Now, I understand the Jets' defense is good, but that game was in New England. You know, it's like it's one thing to road game, struggling to score at home. You, you can't score points. Uh, Mac Jones just has not played well this year. Now, Minnesota, you just get your – I mean, it's one of the biggest ass kickings of the year. Might, might be just from the eye test the biggest ass kicking I've seen this year. Maybe that or the Chiefs against the Niners. Short week, it's at home. You would think the place would be going berserk. Uh, but I, you know, cousins, prime time, everyone watching against the hoodie. This game feels like it's probably gonna be closer than it should. Yeah, it's I like I like if you if you're into teasers, I like teasing the Patriots up anytime time you can tease a dog from two and a half to up. But going against everything you said, Cousins in primetime, the Patriots offensive struggles. I'm actually I actually bet the over 42 in this game, which I know scoring is down everywhere. I just think that's too low for a game that's going to be indoors. And I think, look, the Vikings defense has holes all over. The Cowboys showed that last week. They were they've played a pretty easy schedule. Anyone with a pulse has gotten the 24, 27. That was starting their quarterback all year on this Vikings defense, which I I think the Patriots will have success running it. Um, And I I think their offense will look a little better this week. And the Patriots defense, it's always going to be well-schooled. But here, you you have a short week here. And they're very young. So they've had some performances that leave you scratching your head. I think there's going to be some like that this year. But I think this is the top of the market on the Patriots defense. I mean, go back about a month ago when they gave up 33 to the Bears at home. But since then, their, their last four wins have all come against backup quarterbacks. The last three weeks, they've played Zach Wilson, Sam Ellinger, and Zach Wilson. So, like, obviously their defense has been extremely dominant. It's a good defense, but it really helps to play those quarterbacks. They've also benefited from some weather conditions, wind, playing outdoors. Um, you know, this is a, an offense that – a defense that, if you remember, they gave up, you know, 37 to the Ravens. Um, you know, they gave up 27 to the Packers. They gave up 33 to the Bears. So, yeah, I actually, I just think this is too low based on what we've seen from the Patriots defense lately. And then what I actually, I think that the Patriots offense will, you know, have a pulse here uh, against the Vikings defense that I, I just don't think is very good. Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. 
That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up using the promo code Colin. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code Colin for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Before we dive into a couple Sunday games, I just I just want to ask you about a game that last year lived up to the hype. I mean, Harbaugh finally get over the hump. I think I heard you probably know the stat. I don't think Michigan's won at Ohio State in like dec- two decades. I think twenty two. You know, in twenty two years, uh, you know, I, seven and a half points. It sounds like Blake Cor- Crum Crum uh, is is going to be healthy. Corum, who's a stud, obviously he got dinged up in that game. Now Illinois' defense is pretty good. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm biased on this one. I'm rooting for Michigan. It, it does feel like it's <laughs> you look up and it's going to be maybe hard for them to hang with them uh, if Blake is not. I mean, he's been the one of the best players in the country, and you know it's hard to hurt your knee, get pulled out of a game, and just a week later be back to a hundred percent. Yeah, that's I, I think one of the keys to the game. Um, it's one of the hardest Michigan 
Ohio State games I've ever tried to handicap because if you look at what these teams have done this year, they've obviously been very good, but their schedules have been extremely favorable. So they just have out-talented so many teams. Because the Big Big Ten's way down this year, right? Big Ten's way down. And then also, I mean, you look at Michigan. Michigan's non-conference. We we had no data points there. They played like Hawaii, Colorado State. It's a joke. They have the the easiest non-conference strength of schedule in the entire country. Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, and the, and the Big Ten is down. And, you know, like Michigan did dominate Penn State. But Ohio State, like, gave up a bunch of points to Penn State. They gave up a bunch of points last week to Maryland. So there's questions about that defense, specifically in the secondary. But McCarthy and that Michigan passing offense have been dreadful for been about bad. a month. I mean, yeah. he's, he's comp- completing, like, 45% of his passes. Now, they're able to just get away with it because they're – they're feeding Corm and their backup running backs also been out, who's a stud in Donovan Edwards. So if Corm can't go, I mean, when he's on the field, I think I saw a stat. He's he gets the ball ninety one percent of the time when he's on the field. Like it's it, he touches the ball, it is insane. He is their offense, um, and if he's not fully healthy or can't go, it's going to be uh, a struggle for Michigan to keep up because you know the Ohio State offense. It hasn't been as explosive as many thought. And, they're, you know, they're missing the Jigbos, one of the best receivers in the country. Now, Harrison might be the best stud receiver in the country, but they, they've had some, you know, injuries to their running back room, but they still should be able to score points here. And then can Michigan keep up? I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say just because I, the lack of data points on what we've seen from these teams against quality competition. But, yeah, I mean, it feels like an Ohio State revenge. Michigan was like after last year was talking all kinds of shit, doing it again this week, and uh, it might not end well. But uh, it's a, it's a tough game to handicap. The line's probably about right, which is what that means. Okay, as of recording this, we don't know for sure who our boy Robert Sala is going to go with, and my my guess is he kind of keeps it quiet throughout the week than just announcing something on Wednesday. But could could be wrong there. Clearly, Zach Wilson is terrible. Like he is, oh. he, he, he's. He's bad. Uh, so I, I think we'd all be a little stunned if maybe they just don't give him a breather week. Uh, now, the Bears, I, I watched a lot of that game. I mean, he got fucking crunched. He got hit all game. But, I mean, that shot where he got shot on the shoulder, I thought should have been kind of a late hit. You know, it feels, I know, I know. I think Iberflu said he's day-to-day, but, I mean, it feels like he's been taking a pounding. I, I read a stat. He leads the league. He's been sacked the most in the league. Obviously, he's running it a lot, so he's taken, I mean, he's, he has taken hellacious hits. <laughs> Uh, yep. Maybe you might need to give him a breather. So it, it does feel if they go with the backup quarterback, I mean, the Jets defense can just kind of win the game on their own. If their quarterback can just complete basic wheel routes, uh, you, you, li- you like the Jets in this spot? I do. I think that, and I'm assuming that Zach Wilson. You think he'll, do you think gonna, he'll get benched? Yeah, I do. I, I think he's either not going to, he's either not going to start, which I wouldn't, or he's, if he's ineffective right away, he's getting pulled. Right and, and right, Flacco is an up is an upgrade. Is it, I, I think Mike White might be an upgrade at this point. I don't think you can play him, not because he's been so bad, and we've all been screaming how bad he is forever. His uh, you're going to lose the locker room. Uh, he's his arrogance, his lack of accountability. Like you, you were, he was asked. You scored three points, and like I said, they scored they had two and a half inches per play. They had two yards in the second half. It was three to three. Is he asked, did you let the defense down? He said, no. Like, what do you mean? Like, just just say yes. Yeah, we got to do better on offense. It's the easiest answer you could have. And he says, no. 
I did, we didn't let him down. Of course, like insane arrogance and lack of accountability, which it doesn't speak well to his leadership ability. And if I'm on the defense, I'm like, what? Who? What the? Who the fuck is this guy? He can't can't complete a pass, and I mean, he couldn't complete a basic wheel route. And he's saying, no, I didn't let the defense down. And every week we're going out there and 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 balling out. I mean, the defense is 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 great. They've, they've shown that week in and week out. They and and nothing pisses blitzing. guys off more when a guy's a high pick, and then he's also arrogant, yeah. and he sucks. You know, so he's making yeah. a lot of cash. It's just it's the perfect combination for a disaster. Yeah, I mean, just say yes. We let him down. Not that difficult. So yeah, I think you got to make the change. Um, so I either think that you're going to get the change beforehand. I mean, you know, I would. Or you're if Wilson's bad. Right off the bat, now he's playing against a really bad defense. If he's bad or bad, I think they're going to pull him over the shortest leash ever. Or he might be okay. You know, he's he's playing a, a bad defense. Um, and then on the other side, yeah, I I don't think that it's kind of been a dream season if you're a Bears fan because the Bears, you were trying what you wanted to do is find out about Justin Fields, right? And he's shown that he can, uh, you know, put up massive numbers and he took a, a big leap. And that, but you're still losing games. Yeah, but you're like losing them close. <laughs> yeah. So now it's like, all right, I saw what I needed to see with Fields. Um, and they also hinted like we don't know, it could be season ending, like just the how they're talking about it. Why why would you throw him out there? Um, you saw we needed to see your quarterback, you're not going anywhere. Um, now it's all about, you know, just draft position and keeping him healthy. And now, you know, he's he was getting hit all day against the the Falcons. Now you're going up against the a Jets defense, they can get pressure from all over and they can shut down their receivers. So yeah, I think this is a good spot for the Jets where like yeah, like you said, just complete some wheel routes and the defense will do the rest, especially if they're going against Trevor Simeon, which I, I think is a better chance than not of being the case. I'll be honest, I haven't been super locked in on your squad, the Ravens, but every time I look up, they are just in a game that feels like, how is this thing so close? You know, yeah. Lamar started fast that first month, but just looking statistically, they, they have not been as potent offensively. Uh one, what's going on? And this is kind of a weird spot against Jacksonville, who should suck. But I just kind of expect to look up, and it's like, oh, it's ten ten in the third quarter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the look, the Jags have been competitive all year. They they've lost, but they have seven losses. Six were by one possession. The seventh was against the Chiefs at at, at Kansas City by ten, when their uh, their kicker missed a couple of field goals. So they've been competitive and. They have a buy here, you know, historically is worth about a half point, which I think is important, more important in, in certain cases. Later in the year, they're as healthy as any team in the NFL right now. So they have like no injuries, but also to prepare for like a unique offense like the Ravens, you get two weeks uh, to, all right, let's make sure we take out their tight ends and take out Lamar because that's basically the, the Ravens offense right now is just a mess. I mean, they really missed Rashad Bateman. Um, they really miss just a, a reliable running back too. I mean, that's their their offense is predicated on running the, running the ball, yeah. and it's like it's not a uh, a simple rushing attack. And I mean, your last week you had you know Kenyon Drake ran ten times for forty yards, and he, he you know missed a couple assignments, and so you know you're missing. Mark Andrews has been banged up. Ronnie Stanley has been great. He got hurt again. So, yeah, I mean, your, your receivers on the outside are Devin DuVernay and Demarcus Robinson and James Prochet. It's not an electric offense. Um, but, they, yeah, I mean, they need to get yeah, – it's, it's, it's they got to get Gus Edwards back eventually and then him get going. And 
Uh, they got to get Ed, uh, Mark Andrews fully healthy. They got to hope Stanley's healthy. Their defense is going to be good. It's only going to get better. And you add Roquan Smith, um, and then you, you got a bunch of other guys healthy. But, yeah, I think that the Jags can be feisty here. The Ravens just aren't a team that's going to build big margin. Um, like you said, they just play close games. Jags off a bye here. Ravens on a, a nice winning streak, not against anyone that impressive. Uh, and, you know, they got the Broncos coming home next week. It's such an easy schedule the rest of the way that they're kind of like in – you saw that last week. They just came out flat uh, yeah. to start the game. So I, I can see that happening here at Jacksonville. Game probably ends field goal. Uh, I'm going to get you out of here on this just because on paper, start the season, it looked like a pretty sweet Sunday night game. Obviously, the Packers are 4-7, and seven, but – is there any value in the Packers getting seven points? You know, I know Aaron was really shitty in that Thursday game, but they've had a long layoff now. Eagles just haven't been quite right these last couple of weeks. Definitely, I mean, struggling to score. Uh, just feels like seven points, Aaron Rodgers. Now, I mean, the version we saw on Thursday night, like that was that was not the normal Aaron Rodgers. Like he missed some pretty layup throws that he used to make in his fucking sleep. So if that's the guy, I mean, it's, it's a little Russell Wilson-esque, like just stay away from that team. But... Yeah, it doesn't feel like he. It just felt like he was cold. He was off, but who knows? Maybe the season is just shot for him. I just seven points, Green Bay. Maybe I'm living in the past, but it, it feels like that's a value number. Yeah, it's it's pack or nothing there. I, I, you know, the Eagles have some injuries. Jordan Davis will obviously hurt. Well, their, yeah, they can't stop the run. Defense. So if you get yeah. the, you know, Packers can just that's run the, the football. Lean on here. Um, you know, Eagles play a lot of zones. So he can get Rodgers and some short passes. Uh, you know, he. he the for Randall Cobb, the Angels Randall Cobb might have a big day in the slot because the Eagles are missing their their slot corner is really good in Avante Maddox. They're also missing Dallas Goddard, who I think is really important to their offense. He's good. not only up and down the field, but especially the red zone. I think that's you're seeing that recently. Um so yeah, I think it's Packers or nothing. I, I do have a little hesitation just from that performance with i mean the titans were playing they don't have any elite edge rushers they weren't getting tons of pressure and they were playing all kinds of backup corners so all year with this packers offense they've had a you know makeshift offensive line no one's been healthy they've obviously don't have the best receivers and so no one has been open no one's getting separation and the offensive line isn't protecting rogers so like you're seeing these throws where he's just got to get rid of it and that was like one of the first times for a full game. He, he had time. He had wide open receivers over the middle. So yet, yeah, could it be one bad game? Of course. Um, but I'm like, all right, wow, this is, is do, do I have to downgrade Rodgers and say like, maybe he's, you know, getting to the, to the end. And when does that drop off happen? Um, so that, yeah, that game was scary to watch just because he had time and there was just, there was actually guys wide open for once uh, on like critical third and fourth downs. But, uh, yeah, I think at seven, it's Packers or nothing for sure. Here's what I know. If Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are headed down a path of not being very good anymore, those two teams are fucked because they just gave a massive amount of money to both. Yep. And, and, yeah, they, and there's no getting out the, of those contracts. Yeah. Throw the uh, the Rams in there, too. That's a franchise that looks like it's going to be in trouble for a long time. Thank God for Les Snead that Tart dropped that interception because... Well, I, if you tell me that McVay and Stafford call or quits at the end of the year, I, I Googled it. Matt Stafford's made $300 million. Now his elbow shot and he's got two concussions in like 14 days. Like, what's he doing this for? And you got no draft capital. <laughs> no. Um, so, I'm, yeah, they're, they're going to be uh, they're going to be in trouble for a while. Big time. 
Well, stuck. And yeah, they're, and by, by the way, your 49ers, they look, I think they're the best team in the NFC now. Better than the Eagles. Better. I, I have Powerade as the best team. So I think that they're, they're the, uh, they're the clear favorite. Now, it obviously can change if that, you know, they're probably not going to get the one seed, which makes it a little tougher. Um, but I think that's the team that they're the team to beat, assuming that they stay healthy, which is always a major question with them. But, uh, yeah, they look they look damn good. Their high end weapons are pretty stupid. I mean, they go about yep. four or five deep of like Pro Bowl impact guys that all can score basically at any moment. And Elijah Mitchell's a really, really good running back to go along with it. So Yeah, I would say they're yeah, one down. Defense at fully healthy. Yeah. That defense, if they get fully healthy, is is very good. As long as as long as Jimmy, I mean, they don't even need Monday night, Jimmy. They just need Jimmy to be solid and they can play with anybody. Yeah, you just need you have a game where Every once in a while, we'll, he'll have two head scratching picks. Yeah, and that's that can that'll cost you in the playoffs. You, that's that's what you have to avoid. Um, Their biggest advantage, bro, is that the NFC. You ain't looking at Mahomes. You don't have to play yeah. Josh Allen. You know, you don't have yeah. to in the first round see Lamar Jackson. You know, it's yeah. you, you're getting you know Geno Smith. Hell, maybe Daniel Jones. Right? He, fuck, they they played Dak Prescott last year and they kicked their ass. You know, it really, yep. they kind of came back at the end because Jimmy threw a pick, but they worked the Cowboys. Now, I, I do think the Cowboys probably a little better this year. That front feels a little more potent. That dude, Sam Williams, they drafted is pretty good. Obviously, Micah's yep. even better. So they are like, I think the Cowboys going to be a tough out. But like the yep. Eagles, like, I mean, what's, I, I like the Eagles roster, obviously, but we'll wait and see to when Jalen wins a playoff game, right? Yep. Yeah. And you can, uh, but both of those teams, the Eagles, and the Cowboys uh, can be run on a little bit, and that's uh, oh. that's good news for the 49ers. And uh, the 49ers, the way that they're built, uh, which should have no issues if they have to go on the road in the playoffs. Kyle belongs like coaching in like 1982, where you can just call run plays every single play. Yep, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. More bro. weather, the better. H- happy Thanksgiving. Uh, good luck. Let's make some money. Yeah, absolutely. Have a Thanksgiving and uh, good luck on all your wagers. I'll see you guys next week. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.